What is going on, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of Orange is the New Brown. We are going to be covering all things Cleveland Browns related for you all year long. And on with me is a man who needs no introduction, but I'm going to give him one anyways. Mr. Mark Tate, how are you doing tonight? I am doing great. Thanks for having me. No problem, man. So we just got the show started. We've missed a lot throughout the offseason, so we're going to catch everyone up on that and the first thing I'd like to talk about is kind of the trades that we made during the offseason that have kind of helped bolster our team a little bit and of course the first trade I want to talk about is the Browns receiving uh, Jarvis Landry from the Miami Dolphins Uh, we gave up a 2018 fourth round pick and a 2019 seventh round pick something kind of important there Mark that I saw was both of those picks were actually from other teams too with uh you know the fourth round pick was uh, with Carolina, and the seventh-round one was from the Steelers. So we didn't even give up one of the Browns' draft picks to get Jarvis Landry. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I would agree with you on that. If there's one thing the former management did, Sashi Brown, he did a good job acquiring some assets for uh, John Dorsey to start spending. Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, John Dorsey did start spending uh, as they signed him to a uh, five-year, $75 million dollar deal Jarvis Landry that is um, you know without him even catching a pass so that says something about the type of player he is and the caliber of player he is and I, I personally think he is just going to be uh, filthy alongside Josh Gordon it should be really really exciting to watch finally something to be excited about watching yes and you know what Cleveland fans we're going to get you guys excited all year long I know it's hard man these 0-16 seasons don't worry, Ryan and Mark will be here for you. We'll get you excited every week. Um, the second trade I want to talk about is Tyrod Taylor. Someone's got to throw Jarvis Landry the ball, right? <laughs> and uh, the Bills got um, a third rounder this year for him. Um, what, what do you think about the Browns giving up a third round pick for Tyrod? I thought that was a little high, um, especially if you think what you gave up for Jarvis Landry. Um, well, what do you think about a third rounder for Tyrod? I, I think uh, after what we went through last year with the uh, growing pains and interceptions all over the place, Tyrod Taylor is gold. He lacks the turnover ability, which is fantastic. I think he last three years he's thrown as many interceptions as Deshaun Kaiser did in one year. So it's kind of nice to have a guy in there that can make some plays with his feet, doesn't turn the ball over, throws a pretty good deep ball. Josh Gordon should like that. And uh, I think it's going to work out good having Landry sitting there catching all these passes underneath and getting after it. Absolutely. I mean, I think he's going to be a great addition to the Browns. I know a lot of Browns fans aren't too high on him. But, look, he got the Bills to the playoffs for the first time in how long? I, yeah, I mean, they the, shouldn't have. <laughs> the, exactly. The guy can win, uh, you know, whether you want to admit it or not, because he's definitely looked upon because he's not one of those top quarterbacks whenever you think of Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees and of course the GOAT Tom Brady you know you think of all these quarterbacks and and Tyrod Taylor is not even close to them uh so he's just not talked about a lot but I think he he can win especially with our our head coach right and Hugh Jackson who's a quarterback guru uh you know I think he could really help him out and and transform his game I think I think he's definitely coming in knowing that he has a chance to keep a job but at the same time He's bringing. He's coming in as a stopgap, and we're gonna we're gonna draft a rookie at one of these picks mm-hmm. more than likely. And to have him know that he can sit for a whole year and he's not gonna play is gonna be very helpful for a, a long term growth 
of of that team there. Yeah, and I'm going to come back to that a little bit later in the show um, with Tyrod Taylor. Um, but we're going to move on to the the third trade. I mean, the Browns made so many trades. We obviously can't go over them all, but I want to go over kind of the main ones here. Um, the Browns uh, trade with the Packers and get in Demarius Randall and uh, trading away Deshaun Kaiser. They essentially traded fourth and fifth round picks, so the Browns moved a down about 13 spots or so in, in the fourth and fifth round, so not too significant. But, um, you know, they did trade away Deshaun Kaiser, a guy who who they drafted. I don't think they ever intended for him to be a franchise quarterback. Um, so I don't think it's too sh- – I, I was a little shocked they traded him so soon, but it's not a big shock that he's no longer in Cleveland. And we did get a defensive player who can really make a difference in Demarius Randall. Yes, I think, I think Deshaun Kaiser was – uh, I, I would be interested to know what Hugh Jackson's take was on drafting him, if he wanted him or if uh, Sashi Brown wanted him. I'm not real sure. Who knows? But he's out of the picture. Demarius Randall coming in, played cornerback a lot in Green Bay because they had a lot of injuries in their backfield and they had a couple good safeties already. But uh, natural position being free safety, I think the Browns are going to move him there and make the defensive secondary pretty strong. Absolutely. And speaking of bolstering their secondary, they also got cornerback uh, EJ Gaines from the Bills, which I think is a tremendous pickup for the Browns. Yeah, so I think he'll step right in and be a starter for him. That should be real nice. Yeah, Good pick. and if you add in TJ Carey from Oakland and Terrence Mitchell, I mean, the Browns really were focused on their secondary, I think, this offseason. Yeah, they'll probably try to, I mean, with all the draft capital they have, they may try to bring in another one. But as for a starting defensive backfield right now with Demarius Randall, TJ Carey, and Gaines, and then Jabril Peppers playing in there, that's going to look real nice. Yes, it is. Um, You know, Peppers is interesting, too. Um, You know, he didn't have the type of year I think a lot of people thought he was going to have last year, but I think he could be a, a pretty good playmaker this year. Uh, I mean, sometimes you see that with rookies coming in. You have high expectations for them. They don't do so hot their rookie year, but then they come along second, third year. And I think Jabril Preppers could be one of those guys. Um, you know, uh, moving on to another trade the Browns made, which this one was kind of interesting to me, and in that the Browns traded Danny Shelton to the Patriots. Uh, the Browns received a 2019 third-round pick and uh, traded away a 2018 fifth-round pick this year um what did you make of the Danny Shelton trade uh well this was a tough one for me also I I felt like Danny Shelton did a lot to help shore up that running that rush defense that we were really lacking for a couple years and and maybe Greg Williams coming in as our defensive coordinator maybe big old Danny Shelton in the middle I think it had a, a a lot to do with making that run defense at least middle of the NFL yeah, so it's tough to see him get rid of him. Yeah, it is, and you know, I I like Danny Shelton. I think a lot of Dogtown members they also liked him. So it was kind of tough to um, see him go from Cleveland. Uh, you know, we did get a third round pick next year, and if the Browns are good for anything, it's stacking up draft picks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, can they get it right <laughs> this year? We're hoping, but uh, I, I wanted to start spending them. Absolutely, on picks <laughs> that matter. Uh, yes, the Browns also traded another quarterback. Uh, and Hogan, they traded him to the Red Sands. Um, you know, they, they swapped six-round picks. Um, basically, all the Browns did was move up 17 spots in the sixth round. Um, that's not a big shocker to anyone in Cleveland, I don't think. Um, Hogan was never going to be the answer. 
Um, you know, we also traded away Cody Kessler to the Jaguars uh, for a 2019 conditional seventh-round pick. So, once again, didn't get much for him. Um, but what are you going to get for Cody Kessler, right? Right. I mean, you're you're mostly just uh, making some wrongs right by trying to clean house and get something back for some bad picks that didn't seem to work out for you. And, you know, another interesting quarterback that the Browns picked up is Drew Stanton. Um, they signed him to a two-year deal, which I found kind of interesting, honestly. Um, instead of signing him to just a one-year deal, they signed him to a two-year deal. So it looks as if they're looking at him as the backup quarterback for a, a couple years. And he's uh, he's a pretty good uh, backup quarterback, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And I think Bruce Arians uh, said it best when he said Cleveland really hit gold when they signed Drew Stanton because he's going to be great for them. Absolutely. You know, if, if Tyrod Taylor starts to, to struggle, which I don't see, but if he does, you have a great backup and a former starter in Drew Stanton. So, um, you know, the Browns, for the first time in a while, I don't think are really going to have to worry about a quarterback this year. Um, and that's the first time we could say that in a long time, right? Yeah, it, or at least worry about even playing a young quarterback. Thank yes. goodness. I, I think any rookies we have will be third string, uh, you know, uh, this year. And Hugh Jackson has already said that. Uh, Hugh yep. Jackson has came out and said whoever we draft is going to sit this year. Um, I think Cleveland is finally at the stage where they are just tired of these experimental first round picks not working out. Uh, you know, they're going to make someone sit and learn the system before they step on the field, which I think is, I think it's great news. Yes, completely agree. From a fan standpoint, that is what I want to hear. Now, a lot of fans um, could argue you're going to spend possibly the number one overall pick for someone to sit for a year, you know, that doesn't sit well with a lot of fans, but it is the right move in Cleveland and it has worked out for other teams in the past. Yeah. I I can't, I can't say, I think they're going into this season saying he's a third round quarterback, but you know, when you, when you go 0 and 16 in a year, anything besides another 0 and 16 season is going to be a victory. So Say we're having a really bad season, last two, three games of the year, the rookie might get to play just to get him some on-field experience. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, that's something we're going to have to wait and see. Um, and hopefully we don't have to see that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Um, Joe Thomas retired, as we know. Um, you know, Joe Thomas meant so much to the Cleveland Browns and the city of Cleveland and the state of Ohio. Um, we're going to miss him dearly, and it, it's something I'm, I, I had to mention on our first podcast. Um, you know, Joe was so so Cleveland. <laughs> you know, he loved yeah. everything about Cleveland. He loved everything about Ohio, and that's saying something for a guy who had one winning season, which it was his rookie year. I mean, what a great guy, and what a great guy for this organization. Uh, he's definitely going to be in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> first ballot, no doubt. Yeah, first, and, and he should be just for the common fact of being able to keep coming back to Cleveland and keep being tortured like he was. Thank God he did. We love him. Absolutely. And to start the amount of games he started in a row Ugh. without missing a snap over 10,000, I mean, that's that's just insane. Uh, that's, you know, that's an unbelievable stat. Absolutely. Unbelievable. So we love you, Joe. Everyone in Cleveland wish you nothing but the best. Uh, Sean Coleman is the person that it looks is going to be replacing Joe Thomas. And the, the Browns feel pretty good about Sean Coleman. Yeah, I think he's going to do a pretty good job. He's got a little experience under his belt. And 
bringing in some other guys is going to help out, get them some nice depth. Absolutely. You know, uh, a couple players that were released, you know, I can't go over all the players that were released, but, you know, uh, cornerback Jason McCourty was released and wide receiver Sammy Coates was released. Those were couple that uh i wanted to add in here sammy coates was interesting because i was pretty hyped about sammy coates and he just never really worked out yeah i i I think the steelers must have knew something was going on there and they thought they might try to drop him off on us but who knows it i at first i was in the same boat you were i was really excited i thought he might take off and it just he just hasn't seemed to work out yeah you know i wish him the best of luck in the future hopefully he can get with a team that can really help him uh, you know, uh, we did sign uh, Chris Hubbard, offensive lineman. Uh, you know, in his initial press conference, he said he came here to play right guard or right tackle, and that's what he's going to do. I think he he could be a difference maker on offensive line. He's going to be a huge addition and huge. Obviously, that's awfully punny, but <laughs> yes, he is going to be uh, he's going to be a good good addition to that line and probably be there for quite a few years. Absolutely, and. Um, you know, uh, one person I know you want to talk about when we were doing preparation for this show, you told me, Ryan, we got to mention Carlos Hyde. So I'm going to mention him and, and just give me your take on what you think about him and what you think he could do for the Browns. Well, he's he's very versatile. Uh, you know, he's not from Ohio, but he obviously went to Ohio State. He is a Florida guy, but having him back in Ohio sure is going to be nice as a Browns fan and a Buckeye fan. So seeing him be able to come in there good size pounded in there bring in a rookie running back of some sort and split some time off and on with them and uh, I think that'll help uh, keep them both fresh coming in and out of the game quite a bit and you never know I mean obviously we haven't quite brought up Todd Haley coming in as offensive coordinator but we've seen what he's done with Le'Veon Bell so any running back could be sitting real nice with that absolutely and that was actually who I was going to bring up next was Todd Haley and, uh, you know, why Pittsburgh did not resign him is is kind of beyond me. But uh, I know I'm happy to have him in Cleveland, and I think that he could really make a difference with this offense. And, you know, um, the ownership, along with Hugh Jackson, has already agreed that he's going to be the offensive play uh, caller this year. And I think that that's also important. Great decision. Todd Haley is – he might be our best pickup of the whole offseason, and we got some really big pickups. So, yes, I'm real excited about that and seeing what he's going to do. He's real creative. And you get the right skilled players in position with him, give him a little time, things can happen. Yeah. And, you know, um, speaking of things happen, but we're about to get into the draft, everyone. But, um, you know, I want to talk about John Dorsey a little bit coming in for Sashi Brown. Um, I think, uh, you know, Jimmy Haslam got a lot of slack for, for letting Sashi Brown go. Uh, throughout the NFL, there was a lot of teams, a lot of owners who were not happy about Sashi Brown getting fired from the Browns. But I think they made the right decision in John Dorsey. I mean, he's aggressive, and I think he's going to be aggressive in the draft, and I think he's going to be adre- aggressive spending money in the right places. Uh, do you think that they made the right decision going to John Dorsey? I do. Uh, Sashi Brown, you know, he came in with a mentality. Uh you know, the money ball mentality and, and trying to do that. Yeah. It was worth a shot. I'd say, I mean, yeah, you, you're going to take a couple bad seasons from the, it not being the right choice, but at the same time, a lot of assets have been acquired and there's a, you get a good football guy like John Dorsey to come in 
who has proven he can draft. He's done it well in uh, Kansas City recently, obviously, with Kareem Hunt and Patrick Mahomes coming in there. But, you know, you you give him all these assets to let him spend them. It, it actually was a perfect combination and maybe one of the best things Jimmy Haslam has done as a young owner. I mean, he hasn't owned the Browns for a whole long time. And to, to be able to get some good management in there and guys that seem to know the, what their decisions are for is really going to help us out. I think a lot. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, off of that, we're going to go to what everyone wants to hear about, which is the NFL draft. Uh, everyone is so intrigued to see if Cleveland is going to mess this up again. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, am I wrong? Am I wrong? No, no, you're I, not wrong. I mean, I think that everyone is interested, interested to see, can this be the draft that we finally get right? And it's pretty hard to think that we could screw this up again. <laughs> I mean, there's too many good players in this draft. Right. I, I think I think you can't – you have to just pick your guys and develop them. We got to just do it right. I don't really care who they are. Just make it – just make them work. <laughs> Absolutely. And with the new uh, offensive coordinator – um, you know, with the new uh, GM, I think that they're all going to work together and make this happen. Um, I'm hoping I'm right on that, but that's going to be one of those situations once again, where we're just going to have to wait and see. Um, oh, you're right. You know. It's going to happen. Now I'm going to go ahead and um, <laughs> give my top five picks. Now I'm only laughing because um, <laughs> I know you and I are going to disagree on a couple of these, uh, <laughs> but you know, we might. We might. We're going to see how, how it's going to go. Um, so I'll give my first five picks. Uh, give me your analysis on that, and then we'll we'll switch on that, and then we'll talk about what the Browns might do with the rest of the draft. Uh, you know, number one, I have the Browns um, taking uh, Barkley out of Penn State. Um, a lot of people are going quarterback on this. I know everyone is very high on the Browns taking Josh Allen, and that seems to kind of be the consensus around football is that they're going to select Josh Allen uh, first overall, I don't understand it um, personally. Um, yes, he is a, a pro-style quarterback. Yes, he is very talented, and yes, he has a very strong arm. Uh, my biggest problem with Josh, Josh Allen going number one is he couldn't even win at Wyoming. I mean, the Browns have a losing culture, right? I mean, we need someone who's a winner who can come in and turn this thing around. And with all the quarterbacks that are in this year's draft, I just don't understand Josh Allen. Um I hope that the Browns stay away from him, but I have them taking Saquon Barkley, number one. He is the best overall player in the draft. Hands down, you can ask any analyst. They're all going to say he is the best player in the draft. Um, the Browns could bolster their their backfield with this, and uh, I'll explain more in my fourth pick why I think it's important for them to pick up uh, him, number one. Um the Giants are very interesting to me, as I'm sure they are with you at number two, because this is where the draft is going to get a little crazy, right? I mean, who are the Giants going to take? <laughs> you know? right. I mean, there's so many players. You know, uh, Bradley Chubb is a name that's been mentioned that they might take. Will they take a quarterback? If the Browns take a quarterback number one, will they take Saquon Barkley? You know, um, number two is, is – 
it's very interesting to me. I see them taking uh, either Josh Rosen or Sam Darnold out of USC. I'll go with them taking Sam Darnold, uh, number two, um, out of USC. I think that they need to get a replacement for uh, Eli Manning, and I think that if there was ever a draft to do this in, uh, with them having the number two overall pick, I think that this is the year that they're going to do it, and I think Sam Darnold would be a good pickup for them. Yes, I, I if he falls to them at two, <laughs> if he falls to them at two, I think he's the guy they take. Okay. And number three, uh, you know, the New York Jets uh, moved up to, to take the pick from Indianapolis. Um, the Jets are definitely going to take a quarterback, and it's going to be who is available at the time. So once I went Sam Darnold, number two, I'm going to go Josh Rosen. I'm going to say that the New York Jets are going to take Josh Rosen. Uh I think he would fit well in their system and um, you could possibly see him starting some games for the Jets in his first year too. Um, You know, hopefully they hold him out for a year. Uh, I know uh, his, his head coach kind of called him out and uh, the sports illustrated saying, you know, he had to work on a lot of stuff. um, But (laughs) I found that very interesting. (laughs) Thanks for the trade. Thanks for the draft boost coach. Yeah, exactly. That was a pretty interesting tactic. His head coach took there. Um, moving on to the number four pick, the Cleveland Browns. This is another interesting pick, just like number two. A lot of people say if the Browns take a quarterback number one, they could possibly trade down on number four. With the Browns, that would not shock me if they did that. Now, let me say this. I will have a podcast the same night throwing the biggest fit anyone has ever heard on a podcast if they do not pick Saquon Barkley number four and he is available, if they take a quarterback number one and Barkley is available at number four and they take anyone but him, you're going to hear a hater, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, 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 it's quite, it's possible. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what else to say. The Browns can really surprise us. Yes, they can. <laughs> Number four, I have, and I know you don't want to hear this name, being a Buckeye fan, but I have Baker Mayfield going to the Browns, number four. He is a talented quarterback. He is a winner. Yes, he has had some off-field troubles, um, which, you know, uh, you could go back to Johnny Manziel and see how that worked out for Cleveland. But I do feel as if Baker Mayfield is way more mature than Johnny Manziel. Um, He is impressed. His stock draft. His draft stock has risen so high. Um, I think people at the beginning of of last season's college football season were talking about him being a second-round pick. And now you're talking about him being a, a top-five pick. You know, um, it, it's just – it's unbelievable to me um, how high his stock has risen, right? Yes, he is, he is by far – my second favorite quarterback in this draft. Yeah, I mean, I, I think with the the kind of offense Cleveland runs, I think he would be a perfect fit at number four. And that's the reason why I chose Saquon Barkley, number one, is A, you want to get him because you don't know what the Giants are going to do. If you take a quarterback number one, you are going to risk missing out on Barkley. And obviously, as you can already tell, very high on, on Saquon, very high on him. He's, he's going to be better than Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, this is the kind of player you do not pass up on. I understand we need a quarterback, 
But guess what, Cleveland? You can get a quarterback number four no matter what. You can. <laughs> no matter yes. what, you can get a quarterback number four. And most likely, Baker Mayfield's going to be there at four unless the Jets take him because I don't see the Giants taking him. So, you know, he's probably going to be there. So, um, you know, I hope that this is what Cleveland does. And I know you have a different opinion on it, and we'll talk about that here in a second. But, you know, that's what I hope that they do with the number four pick. I'm counting on you. I'm counting on you, Mr. Dorsey. Uh, <laughs> do me right. Do me right. Uh, mm. Number five with the Denver Broncos. Um, I see them taking a quarterback also, and that leaves me with Josh Allen. Um, I think that Josh Allen will end up in Denver. And I think, um, you know, they'll groom him in Denver. He'll, 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 he'll be good, you know. Um, once again, I'm not going to sit here and say that he's a, a great quarterback because I don't even believe he's a, a, a top-five pick, if you want my personal opinion on the matter. But this is a quarterback-friendly draft in 2018. He's going to go uh, in the top five for sure. And um, I have the Denver Broncos taking him at number five. I think our top five is definitely different, but I don't see yours being too far of a long shot. If 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 the Browns went Barkley at one, I'm definitely not going to be mad. Definitely not going to be mad, and, and they will get one of the quarterbacks, which I'm in the same thinking of that. Taking Saquon Barkley at number one, you have Todd Gurley, Ezekiel Elliott, Leonard Fournette. They all back up the mind frame that taking a running back can work out for you. Yeah, of course, Browns fans remember Trent Richardson going number three overall. But, hey, you know, you, the, the the last few running backs that have went very high in the draft have worked out pretty well. And that's why I think everyone's not willing to say what I'm willing to say with Barkley going number one. It's because taking a, a running back nowadays number one is unheard of. Uh, taking a running back in the top five is unheard of. You know, I mean, I know a lot of people were shocked whenever the Cowboys drafted Ezekiel in the top five. And look right. how that worked out, you know. But even if he doesn't go to Cleveland, it would be hard for me to believe that he's not – he's going to be out of the top five. I mean, um, you know, whether the Browns get him at number four or whether the Giants take him at number two, he's gone, um, you know, within the first five picks. So I don't think it's too much of a stretch. But I'm going to move it over to you and, and let you uh, give me your top five. All right. Well, after with what you just said, you're going to be pretty shocked with my top five. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I think the Browns having the number one overall pick, it is a very strong quarterback draft, but I think they need to not, they need to be in control of which quarterback they get and they don't need to allow the other teams to choose which quarterback falls to them. Mayfield could end up being a great quarterback and I do believe he'd be there at four, but the Browns are going to make the right decision and they're going to take Sam Darnold and put a, great quarterback in this system for years to come. I love Sam Darnold. I think I think his team concepts doing what he did for Ronald Jones back in early April, you know, around April 5th or whatever, he switched flights coming back from Cleveland to go throw for Ronald Jones when he didn't even have to. Agents mm -hmm. telling him it's not a good idea. You might throw bad, you might hurt your draft stock. He's like, I don't care. You know, those kinds of things, throwing in the rain of this pro day instead of putting it off for a couple hours just won me over. I think the dude's perfect. He looks like Dexter, so he's putting a killer out <laughs> on the field. You know, just looking like Dexter, I think, is a, just awesome. He's going to so, intimidate some people, ain't he? Right, right. I mean, it's just killer. So, you, you have that. 
Uh, I think the Browns go Darnold at one. Two leaves the Giants, who everybody thinks Saquon Barkley. I think they're going to go Josh Rosen. So I'm taking Rosen two to the Giants. I think they're going to be happy to have him train for a year behind Eli Manning. I think a lot of the teams in this top five who are going to go quarterback, they all have an opportunity to let their rookies sit. You know, even the Jets at three with uh, McCown there, I, you know, and Teddy Bridgewater's there now. So, you know, I think even at three, we got Darnold at one, Rosen going two to the Giants, and then you got the Jets, who definitely moved up to three to get a quarterback. They're not going to take anything other than a quarterback, even with Saquon Barkley sitting there. So I got the Jets going Baker Mayfield at three. I think Baker Mayfield fits exactly what they want. He's going to be exciting. He's got a chip on his shoulder. I'm a Buckeye fan, and I still love Baker Mayfield, even though he tried to stick that flag in our field. So, (laughs) you know, it doesn't really matter. Uh, You know, it, it is what it is. Mayfield's going three to the Jets. Allen's still falling down the board, even though everybody's talking about him being number one to the Browns. I don't like that idea to kind of hit on what you said. I think taking Allen number one overall to the Browns would be one of our largest mistakes that we could make in this draft. So hopefully that's not our option. Hopefully Darnold's there. We take Darnold. Rosen goes to the Giants. Mayfield to the Jets at three. Leaves the Browns coming up at four. Don't you say it, Mark. With Saquon Barkley on the board. Don't you say it. Last year's draft, we take Miles Garrett number one. Many people I've heard and read say Miles Garrett would have been the number two overall pick had Bradley Chubb been in that draft. The Browns will take Bradley Chubb and have Miles Garrett and Bradley Chubb on opposite ends attacking a quarterback. The ways you win in this NFL are pretty proven. You have to have a quarterback. And you have to be able to destroy the other quarterback. So I think uh, I think that would be the Browns' best move. Uh, you know, just I know it's a long shot to give up on Barkley and let him fall, but at the same time, you can. This is a very deep running back class, lots of talent. Kareem Hunt wasn't supposed to be what he was. They got Kansas City got him in the 86th pick last year. So I mean. You're going to find some gems. I think I think with Carlos Hyde being there, it does give us a little bit of a opportunity to take our time, get a running back in the second round, maybe move back into the third and get one. So something like that. But I think the Browns are going Bradley Chubb four to really lock down those defensive end spots for many years. So they get their quarterback at one. They sure up their defensive line at four. And then with today's recent release of C.J. Anderson, I think John Elway is going to pass on a quarterback and fill that spot with Saquon Barkley at five. So uh, seeing Barkley, they, I, I heard somebody say Denver's got a pretty good uh, running back group in Denver, and that's not going to require them to draft a running back. There's no way they would pass on Saquon Barkley. They just brought in uh, – the quarterback from Minnesota. Case Keenum. Yep. Yes, Case, Case Keenum came in there. I think they brought him in for a reason. And I think they would either go offensive line or something, even though they might take that guard from Notre Dame. But I think they're going to go Saquon Barkley at five. So I think Barkley falls all the way to five, past Cleveland twice. 
going to make some Browns fans unhappy, but at the same time, I do think it's the best decision. <sighs> you know, um, <laughs> obviously, I'm not <laughs> thrilled with this, but um, you know, you do oh. make you do make a very good point, Mark. Um, you know, with having Carlos Hyde and Duke Johnson in the backfield, it does allow you to maybe go in the second round for four quarter or four running backs, such as uh, Darius Geis um, from LSU or Sonny Michelle. Uh, from Georgia or even Chubb from Georgia, you know, um, there are a lot of talented backs in this draft. Um, None, none are as close to him, but um, you know, there are some talented backs in the second round. Yes. He is a freak of all freaks when it comes to playing football, Uh, you know, but at the same time, there are many guys who become polished once they get there so we'll see what happens and uh he he's also had a lot of wear and tear i don't i think the browns would like to try to get a guy who's maybe not been beat up for three straight years and barkley's been playing i mean he was impressing me as a buckeye fan his freshman year when he's head to head with zeke and making us look bad so mm-hmm. you know it's uh he, he's real good and you know I think with the Browns having three second round picks, I think they'll go ahead and get a running back with one of those for sure. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm going to bring up uh, CBS sports mock draft real quick to you uh, just because I found it so interesting. Um, You know, they actually, believe it or not, have the Browns making four first round selections this year. And I'm going to go over the other two with you uh, besides one of four and just kind of tell me what you think about it. Um, They have, um, the Browns trading uh, with the Bills for the number 12 pick for Denzel Ward, uh, cornerback out of Ohio State. Do you see that as any kind of possibility to move up that high in the draft to get him? I have seen a couple things like that as well. Uh, I am a Buckeye fan, but um, I, I would n- I would not be a fan of that move. I think they'd be better off to keep their capital and next year's capital and use them use them a little I mean there's going to be some really good defensive backs still available at 33 and 35 if they want one you know there are going to be some guys fall there's some I mean Josh Jackson from Iowa he's going to be I I believe that's the right guy Justin Jackson no Justin Jackson's running back Josh Jackson from Iowa fantastic he's going to be great returns punts you know there's lots of guys that could fit in there I, I would not be a fan of taking Denzel Ward at 12 no Yes. And, well, okay. I'm going to back up a little bit. I'm a little bit salty that he sat out our bowl game. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, anyway. I mean, at least you're honest, Mark. That's all that matters, <laughs> man. Uh, you know, they he also, lost my heart. He lost your heart. Uh, you know, they also have the Browns uh, trading up uh, to the 22nd pick uh, with none other than, than the Bills. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, yeah, for Maurice Hunt, defensive tackle out of Michigan. Um, they talk about how after losing Danny Shelton, after trading him away, you know, they have a need for defensive tackle. Um, they also say that he, uh, you know, Maurice Hunt is the best upfield penetrator uh, at his position in this class. Um, you know, I'm okay with them doing something like that, moving up for the 22nd pick and getting a defensive tackle such as Maurice Hurst. You know, I'm okay with that. Moving up for the 12th pick, I don't know. You know, I think that's too right. high. Um, like you said, let's keep our draft capital. You're going one and four. You're getting two, no matter what they decide to do, two very, very talented difference makers. And, and, you know, I don't think that there's a need to move that high up in the draft. Correct. I I completely agree. And, 
Yeah, he Maurice may be from Michigan, but I think that would be a stellar pickup for the Browns. Yes, he would. He would be a terrific pickup. Um, you know, me and you talked a little bit about this in preparation for the for the show. Um, there's a wide receiver out of Texas A&M <laughs> who mm-hmm. the Browns could possibly – they might not even need to trade up for him, as shocking as that is. But if Mr. Christian Kirk – who I believe might be the most talented wide receiver in this year's draft. If he is available 25, 26, 27, somewhere around there, and they're they're kind of getting a little nervous about him going off the board, could you see them moving up for him? I could. I definitely could. And, and I wouldn't be opposed to them maybe using Corey Coleman in, as a trade bait to move up that far. So hopefully, you know, I would love to see that. I think he's, uh, I I think he's going to be real special. I just, I just like, I just like the film I've seen on him, and he seems like he's going to be, going to be a big time playmaker. You know, as an Arkansas fan, I've gotten to see him over the last several years uh, beat us, um, but <laughs> I've got to see him, and uh, you know, he is just, he's going to be a gem in this draft. You know, there's always one that stands out in the second round. That's just, man, why did he not get chosen in the top five? And uh, Christian Kirk's going to be that guy. I mean, he is tall. He is fast. He is mean. I mean, he is going to be a, a great wide receiver. Uh, you know, so if the, or if the Indians, I'm sorry, I'm still thinking of my out of the pen podcast. If the, <laughs> if the Browns can move up to get him, man, I think that would be a great pickup. You add him next to Jarvis Landry, and you add him next to Josh Gordon, man, that is uh, – it's going to be hard to find a one, two, three punch like that man. I fell. Yeah. I, and then, I mean, just, just say the Browns do what you're hoping and they get Saquon Berkeley added to that. Oh my. I mean, you're talking about getting a Baker Mayfield, Saquon Barkley and Chris, uh, Christian Kirk, man. Uh, you know, we're definitely not going zero and 16. That's for sure. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> They could do it without a coach and without a quarterback. Absolutely. You know, and, and we didn't even mention into that group Jarvis Landry uh, or Josh Gordon. You know, I mean, like, that's crazy. I mean, would that offense almost be two stack? It, it sounds like it. It's, I mean, there, there might be a, might, might, might be a lot of uh, personality issues, maybe. Yeah. And you brought up to me if they did do something like that, possibly moving Doc, uh, Duke Johnson out to a slot. Right. You know, but, Man, they'd have some. They would have some playmakers. There's no doubt about that. They would, which would be a good spot for the Browns to be in because, with injury history we've had, it would be nice to actually have playmaker depth. It it would, you know, um, it would, and it would definitely bolster our team. Now, I understand there's people listening to this right now saying, "Well, well, Ryan, what about the defense? You know, Mark covered that. Mark covered that with the fourth overall pick." You're taking all offensive players. What are you going to do about your defense? And I get it. That's what you have the second round for, which the Browns have th- uh, three picks in the third round. And I think you're going to see the, the Browns be aggressive in the third round with defensive players. And I think if you're going to see the Browns trade up, it's going to be in the second round. Yes, I I, I can see that happening. I, I think the Browns are probably, with my pers- my personal opinion, they'll probably go, 
offense in all three of those picks. I think they'll take an offensive lineman, a wide receiver, and a running back with all three of those second-round picks. Pending any trades, of course. You know, I'm not I'm not factoring any trades of any type. But if they go Chubb at four, I do think they will. You know, they've already made a lot of defensive moves in free agency that will help that secondary. So, I think they already like the linebackers with Jamie Collins and uh, – the other guys they have in there right now that are just playing really well. So it's, it's real nice. You know, in Jamie Collins, I'm going to get off the draft for just a second here, but you know, Jamie Collins is interesting. You know, a lot of people around the league don't understand uh, Jarvis, you know, like a Jarvis Landry, Jamie Collins, these players coming over and sign long-term deals with a team that went 0 and 16. You know, they don't understand it. There has to be a culture in Cleveland that these players appreciate, right? I can't believe that Kirk Cousins could not – he kept saying he wanted to go to a winner, but I think he made a wrong decision. I think the Browns are going to really surprise some teams and, and could be a winner in the next couple of years. They very could – very could – very well could be very powerful. Yeah, and, you know, uh, I don't personally believe this, but there has been a lot of talk, even on ESPN, about whether the Browns will make the playoffs this year. You know, that's how impressed people are with the Browns and what they've done thus far. Now, of course, A, it's too early to make that prediction. I don't care if you work for ESPN or not because you haven't seen what the Browns have done in the draft yet. But, you know, depending on what they do with the draft, do I think that they could be a playoff team this year? No, I don't. But do I think they they could be up there? And that Yes, I do. I mean, especially if they play the draft right. Right, going 8-8 eight and eight would be a huge victory this year. But you get a couple games, you know, you, you get a couple games to swing the right way, and you just never know what could happen. They could surprise some people. Absolutely. You know, um, with the 33rd pick overall, if Kirk is off the board, if Christian Kirk is off the board, you mentioned an offensive lineman. Uh, you know, Brian O'Neill out of Pittsburgh is a guy that you could see them take. Yes. It, yeah. You yeah. know, uh, Joe Thomas is retired. Uh, you know, they need a, a left tackle. So I think that's someone you could see them take at 35. You know, um, you mentioned them going all offense, but there's a lot of talent in the in the second round, as you mentioned. Um, you know, uh, Harrison Phillips is a name out of Stanford that's been uh, thrown around a lot. You know, um, you got Dante Jackson, a cornerback out of LSU. I mean, they have shored up their secondary, but um, – you know, who knows really what they could do because there's so many options, you know, with your with your draft prediction, which is realistic, uh, as much as I hate to say it, it is very realistic that they <laughs> take Chubb number four. Uh, you know, they they're going, in my opinion, to take a running back 33 or 35 if that is the case, because you could still go, you know, with Christian Kirk at 33 if he's available and get that, you know, stud wide receiver. And then at 35, I mean. You've got, you know, a, a prefla of running backs available. Ronald Jones out of USC. You have um, Kieran Johnson uh, out of Auburn. You have uh, Darius Geis out of LSU. You know, um, you have all of these talented runner backs. Sonny Michelle. Um, you know, you have. All, I, I mean, it's I insane. really like a guy named Rashad Penny. I think he's going to be fantastic too. Yeah. So I mean. Which kind of, you know, I'm not going to change my top five because I believe I'm right. Uh, as you know, <laughs> I always believe I'm right. But, you know, um, 
it wouldn't shock me with all of the talented running backs that are going to go in the second round if they did something like that. And if the Browns did go in your order with picking up Darnold one and picking up Chubb four um, and getting, say, Christian Kirk with the 33 and getting a solid running back with the 35, I mean, that's a successful first and second round. Oh, yes. You uh, know, I think Brown fans would be very happy with that. And I don't think – like I said, I think going Allen one would probably be our biggest problem if we did it. And hopefully, hopefully we don't do that. But if, if they do go that route, I hope it works out. That's all. I, I won't give up on them. I've well, time. we're part of the dog pound, man. We never give up, you know, yeah, um, yeah. we just sit through the misery, but Been through a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's going to be very interesting. You know, uh, a guy who's going to go in the second round, and, yes, I am being a homer on this. Uh, he is an Arkansas Razorback. Um, Frank Ragnow um, was possibly the best offensive lineman in all of college football. And, uh, you know, I would love to see the Browns pick him up. Uh, he's going to probably go in the 50 to 60 range. So um, that's just another name I want to throw out there. Um, you know, uh, something I just noticed I wanted to bring to your attention Um you know, C- or Walter Football, which is a pretty big mock draft. Uh, you know, I'm sure you've heard of them. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, they have Christian Kurt all the way down in this uh, with the 57th pick going exactly. to, going to Tennessee. I mean, that is that is so crazy to me. I mean, he's way more talented than that, right? Oh, I would love to see him fall to 35. If the Browns could get an offensive lineman, a nice tackle at 33 or probably a tackle and Kirk at 35 and then a running back at 64 or even your run your lineman you're talking about at 64 from Arkansas maybe yeah Um, you know getting a running back and a wide receiver at 33 35 and one of them being Kirk that would be it would be Christmas yeah, I would feel like it's Christmas. I feel like it's Christmas just talking about it. But, you know, this is the only time of the year us Cleveland Browns are allowed to be excited, you know, is draft time because of all the possibilities, man. But then it comes to reality, and it's like crud. You I know, sure uh, hope it's our last time having one and four, that's for sure. I, I really I really do hope it's the last time having one and four. I'm right there with you, brother. You Unless know, we trade for them, maybe. Who knows? Yeah. You know, um, <laughs> moving uh on to the third round the browns don't have a third round pick um you know as it got traded away so um i think the browns stay steady with not going in the third round i don't really see them trading up into the third round unless there's a player available they didn't really think was going to be there um would yeah, you agree with that yeah 100 percent. i was getting ready to say the same thing so you took the words right out of my mouth i think i think having five picks in the first two rounds I don't think they're going to be too greedy like I am with my fantasy football team and try to own the whole draft. I think I think they're going to be all right with sitting still in the third round. Yeah, and, you know, they do have one pick in the fourth round, one pick in the fifth round. Um, they have the 114th overall in the fourth. They have the 150th in the fifth. And then they have two six-round picks at 175 and 188. Um, you know, that's where I personally see them going after a wide receiver if they don't get Christian Kirk. Well, you know what? Even if they do get Christian Kirk, I see them still going after another wide receiver late in the draft. And I think you could possibly see that in the fifth, six rounds. And and possibly another quarterback. And, and you know what? You're absolutely right. You know, um, this year, you know, people mention the top four, but 
Lamar Jackson is someone who is not being mentioned a whole bunch. I mean, this guy won a Heisman, and he's just not getting much respect whenever it comes towards the NFL draft. Uh, I I, th- I love him. I think he, he fits right in there with Mayfield for me. I, I don't think he's going to be quite the quality of Mayfield, but you never know. I mean, he is – he is something special and can really make some plays. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And, you know, the Browns have to feel so much pressure to get this right with how many times they've gotten it wrong at the quarterback position. I mean, look at the quarterbacks. I mean, I won't even go over the whole list because it would take an hour to do so. But, you know, all of the talented quarterbacks that they've missed over the last several years, um, you know, it's unbelievable. So they have to feel a huge pressure with getting it right, which is another reason why I don't think they take Josh Allen one because he's possibly the most unsure out of the out of the top four. Yes, I agree. He's he's the biggest project. Now you know while it's up to the Browns to do this, and we're just clearly fans talking, you know they do have to rely on us in a certain standpoint. You know we we're the one who pays these people salaries. Mm. You know we're the one who comes to these games and stuff. So. I'm hoping that Mr. Dorsey will make the right decision this time and at least take a quarterback that everyone feels comfortable with. Correct. I I think so. I think they fell in love with Darnold, and I think they probably like Mayfield a lot also. So hopefully Allen's just smokescreen. Yeah, you know, I – the reason why I did my top five the way I do it is because it's the safest way. It's the mm-hmm. safest way to get a talented running back along with a talented quarterback. No matter what, if you do it that way, you're getting both. And um, Chubb, don't get me wrong. Bradley Chubb is a talent. He is very talented. Uh, you know, so I could see them doing something like that also. Uh, the one thing, in my opinion, that they cannot do is trade away the fourth pick. And I know a lot of people are talking about them trading away the fourth pick. And I think a lot of people are talking about that because that's what the Browns are notorious for. But I just don't see them doing it this year. I mean, there's too much talent in the top five to do something like that. Yeah, I would be very upset if they did not select a player with that pick. I think uh, Bradley Chubb, the one thing I heard about him is just he even sprints onto the practice field. They talk about defensive linemen, defensive ends, sometimes taking plays off. They say this guy takes no plays off. So I'm really, I'm really excited about him if they can get him. Yeah, I mean it's it's going to be an exciting draft, guys. Um, you know, all the Browns uh, nation out there is very excited about it. Uh, you know, it's less than two weeks away now. And um, I couldn't be more excited to see what we're going to do. There's already so much hype surrounding the Cleveland Browns in this offseason with all the trades they made, bolstering their secondary. Um, you know, we haven't even got to the draft yet, and I feel like they significantly approved their quarterbacks. And, um, you know, I'm just really excited for this year. For the first time in many years, I can say I'm excited to be a Cleveland Browns fan. Oh, I am so excited. And, you know, it, it comes down to – one big factor that I'm sure you want to mention is Josh Gordon. And I, I think when I see that guy on the football field, he is just a freak. And as a Browns fan and a fantasy football owner of Josh Gordon, I'm real excited to, I feel like he's turned the corner. I feel like he's, I, you know, Chris, Chris Carter went through some hard times in Philadelphia before he finally made it. And he got clean, and he just happened to be in a different city. But Josh Gordon's going to turn that corner, and he's going to stay a Brown, 
at least for a couple years, and I think we're going to be all right. Yeah, I mean, if he can, if he can stay clean, uh, get away from smoking that weed, I think that, he, I mean, he's a, he's truly a once in a lifetime talent. I mean, if it were not for his struggles, he he would probably be the best wide receiver in football right now. Um, you know, but can he stay clean? I think he has turned the corner, kind of like you said. You know, I think he's finally devoted to his team and to his teammates. Winning will help. Winning will absolutely help. Yeah, no one wants to go 0-16. None wow. of these guys do. And and I think with all of these trades and these long-term deals, especially, you know, Jarvis Landry, people are excited to be in Cleveland. You know, people really believe that this can be a winning team. You know, and um, I believe it can be a winning team. Um, so, you know, I think people are just really excited about this year. Um, you know, I the Browns can do something and, and people need to take notice of that. The Browns have been the laughing, laughing stuff of, of football for many years now. And I, I'm hoping to get away from that this year. And I think we will get away from that this year. <clears throat> well, Mark, do you have anything else you want to bring up? I'm, I'm very happy with what's going on. This has been a, a fun night here talking with you. And I, I think, uh, I think we're on to something special here in Cleveland. Absolutely. I do too, guys. And hey, you can follow me on Twitter at Ryan underscore Cameron 22. Um, you can also find me on Saturdays on iTunes at Out of the Pen. Uh, that is our baseball podcast that we have here at Track Stars. Mark, do you have anyone anywhere? Do you do Twitter? Can anyone follow you over there? I'm good. I'm good. I, I'm, I'm just going to be happy with where I'm at. Okay. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening to the first episode of Orange is the New Brown. Uh, We'll be back for you next uh, Tuesday as well, talking more draft, talking more Cleveland Browns football. Mark, thank you so much for coming on, man. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. All right, guys, have a good night and go Browns.